0: everyone, welcome back to the Minute Women Podcast. My name is Grace. And I'm Linnea. And before we get into anything, if you enjoy this podcast, make sure you go rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give it five stars.
1: Exactly. When you're just sitting scrolling on your phone, you could be reading and reviewing our podcast. When you're sitting in traffic, you could <laughs>
0: illegally hop on your phone and, and review the podcast.
1: Traffic's a nightmare <laughs> these days. Getting close to the holidays. <laughs> um yeah
0: yeah that's your yeah, that can be your christmas gift to us that
1: would be fantastic yeah That's all i want for christmas
0: we're not so much about the giving so much as the asking and the taking this year
1: but we give you free content every wednesday that's true so, so you know you're welcome
0: all we ask for in return is a little five-star review and a little review on apple podcast
1: yeah let Speaking of
0: the holidays, it's December. It's December. We've, I love Christmas. We've had our
1: first snowfall. Grace is actually we are in Mahome Bay. Yeah. Cool quaint little town of Mahome Bay at my apartment recording. Which
0: is beautiful.
1: It's it's a sweet little spot. I am going to take Grace to do some very quintessential social Christmas things and we're going to do a little bit of shopping and I love it. This is like the kickoff for Christmas in Lunenburg so like this weekend on the South Shore. Yeah last night was the lighting of the vessels so they light the boats. Oh so the boat's on fire on fire. The <laughs> blue nose burns every year. <laughs> Um, no, they the like, reenactment. They, they string lights on them and then they go like three, two, one, and then they're all lit up and it's just great. It's cute. Um, and then they light all the Christmas trees on fire, on fire. Um, <laughs> and then we have a big bonfire. That
0: is what they used to, like originally
1: Christmas lights
0: were candles yeah. on Christmas trees. Yeah. I don't think it was as common. It's not like every house would have had a Christmas tree, but right. they would do that. And that's a horrible idea. It's terrible. The past was really flammable.
1: Really (laughs) flammable and just really- I know let's take a dr- let's take kindling <laughs> like- hear this let's take kindling <laughs> we'll wait till it's really nice and dry we'll bring it in our house our wood house <laughs> with
0: a hay roof
1: yeah and then and then get this we're gonna put candles on the tree yeah. it's like everybody was just drunk and stupid I just
0: like the idea of people constantly being shocked that things are burning down <laughs> they're like oh no they've uh, been down again
1: again I feel like <laughs> 1500s England was just fires everywhere.
0: Yeah, no. I think that's pretty accurate. There's a reason that they had to make fire departments.
1: Yeah. When you can't transport
0: water, like large quantities of water very quickly, things just burn down. I think originally fire departments, when they were made, their primary goal was like, all right, cordon off these buildings and save them. Like if it's on fire, it's already too late. Should we keep talking about? Maybe we can move on. Maybe <laughs> we can move on from fire. Maybe
1: we can move
0: on. Okay, moving on from fire. We're going to go Christmas shopping. And yeah, I'm so excited. Christmas I haven't is done... Exciting. I really... I feel so behind. Oh, definitely. It's like the older I get, the more behind I feel on Christmas shopping. Yeah. Even though as a kid, I would Christmas shop like the two weeks before maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And this year, am I don't even know like what people want. That's
1: the thing. I... This is the first year that I just have no idea what to get. Anyone that I, I have to do Christmas shopping for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no set thing that I'm like, ah, uh, yes, that's what I'm getting them. Mm-hmm. Which is difficult.
0: So today is not a high gam because I wrote this episode and I was like, <laughs> we just need to do it.
1: And and Grace was like, we, I have an episode, but like we could. And I was like, you know what, Grace? This is our goddamn show. This is our goddamn show. We can do whatever we want. Whatever we want. Can do whatever <laughs> we want. Should be the title of the episode. It's our goddamn show. And I chose this one because I was
0: going through the titles. Of Heritage Minutes and I saw this title. And I was like, I don't even know what that's about. Great. And then I looked it up. And I was like, oh, it's just the O Canada Heritage Minute. Oh. Canada.
1: Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> oh, Canada. That's,
1: that's but a it's good Heritage called Minute. Les Voltageurs
0: de Quebec. What? So Les Voltageurs de Quebec was a rifles unit oh, yeah. in Quebec.
1: Okay.
0: Whose color band played the first rendition of O Canada. Okay. And so the Heritage Minute is like Guys goofing off at band practice. Yeah. <laughs> and they're and like, the, come on.
1: Yeah. The conductor's like, come on, pay attention.
0: Pay attention. We got to play this song. And then they play that song. And then they're like, and that's O Canada. Yeah. But th- I, that is not a good representation of the history of O Canada. Oh, okay.
1: Perfect.
0: <laughs> because I think O Canada is something that it's like the flag where you just kind of assume it's always been there. Right. O Canada has had many different transformations mm. and it's existed for a long time before it was our national anthem
1: well was god save the queen would have probably been yeah our and, anthem
0: and even, and we'll kind of go into it technically that's not a national anthem like the uk doesn't have a national anthem they just have right. a royal anthem but
1: that's what they play at the olympic
0: it is what they play at the olympics when they win and there's a lot of countries that don't have a national anthem that will play god save the queen or yeah. king at yeah, there, like, yeah
1: i was thinking about this on remembrance day actually because that's the last time i heard god save the queen because she at dies the service.
0: they're flipping and reversing the lyrics yeah it's
1: gonna be king which that'll <laughs> and then be likely
0: it'll be king for the rest of our lives
1: yeah oh definitely we'll never hear god
0: save the queen again again Except in movies. Except in movies, yeah. yeah. And in our hearts. And in our <laughs> hearts. <Yeah. laughs> they should just stick with it.
1: <laughs> it was it was funny, though, because I don't remember a time not knowing God saved the queen. But mm-hmm. it was, remember, say, this year, and my sister, who's 12, was like, what is this shit? Like, really? Why does everybody know this song except for
0: me? But she's been to a Remembrance Day ceremony before, I know, right? but
1: she was just like, I don't remember this. And I, was <laughs> I don't like, remember this. It's like stupid little child. You only missed
0: <laughs> one Remembrance Day ceremony because of COVID.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Come on, Peyton, get with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about how O Canada was written and then how it became our national anthem because it's kind of an underdog story.
1: Well, that's It good. was not
0: destined to be the national anthem. Well,
1: as far as anthems go, recently I was at a para hockey tournament mm. and the South Korean national anthem, and I think it's actually the Korean national anthem. I think it's the same for the entire country. okay. I feel...
0: I doubt it. Really? It's a dictatorship. There's no way that they have the same, like, freedom and liberty national anthem but they as all South f- Korea.
1: But they all fall under Korea.
0: No, they're two countries.
1: No, so this was this was what I... Okay. We'll talk about this later, but that's... Okay.
0: <laughs> but anyway. Um, I, I just think a lot of South Koreans would be like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the Korean... Um, the South Korean national hockey so their anthem is beautiful. Mm. It's so pretty. Do you not like O Canada? I think doesn't lame as far as national anthems really? go. I, I do, like it. I do. But maybe it's just because like I've heard "Star Spangled Banner" so many times, and that's like that is like a powerful piece of music. Now I, I guess, know-
0: but it's it's. I mean, musically, yeah. it's such a butchery. Is uh, it? Yeah, it's like extremely difficult to like play and. Oh sing yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's like all over the place,
1: and I know the history of "Star Spangled Banner" is like dark. Um, yeah. And we only listen to like three of the 84 verses or something that are all about terrible things because history is a terrible place. Um, I but taught yeah. you well. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I just think of Canada's a little bit like meh. Really? Yeah. I, I like it. I like Change that my mind. Scored. Change my mind, Grace. Okay. Well, kay. I'll do my best. Tell me the story. I don't know if
0: this is the, the story you want to hear about it then. <laughs>
1: we're oh. we're going to do our best.
0: Um so O Canada is a 28 bar song originally written in the key of G major for four voices and oh. piano. It's a march in 4/4 time and it's played maestoso e risoluto, which is Italian for majestic and resolved. Yeah. <laughs> the original manuscript has been lost, so oh. we have no like original documentation Sad. of the creation, but we know the history pretty well. Before we get into Canada's National Anthem, I just wanted to do a little breakdown of National Anthems in general. Please. Because what a weird concept, right? Like, we have a song and we all sing it sometimes when we're together. (laughs) Usually standing up. (laughs) Usually standing up. And like, especially in a country as big as Canada, the idea that someone thousands of kilometers away (laughs) is singing the same song as you it's nice but it's also like what a weird
1: weird thing thing. we've decided (laughs) is
0: normal national anthems were a pretty accepted phenomenon by the time canada was formed as a dominion though a lot of national anthems weren't official so there's no like legislation that says this is our national anthem there's just sort of this organic growth of a song that everyone subscribes to. Mm-hmm. Many of the earliest national anthems have their origins as royal anthems. So that would be like God Save the King or Queen, which was first performed in 1619 and it remains the like national anthem of Britain and other Commonwealth nations, though it's technically not a national anthem. Okay. There's like not a piece of paper that says this is our national anthem. It is our like royal anthem. Right. But We use it the same way. But
1: we have a national anthem. We have a national anthem. We have that piece of paper.
0: Yes. Spain's national anthem is also its former royal anthem. So there are royal anthems that have become national National anthems. And then there are countries like Denmark where they have a royal anthem and a national anthem. Okay. So they have two that are both legit.
1: Both totally legit. Yep.
0: But it was the 1830s that was like a real revolution for national anthems because the French had lots of revolutions sure, and they sure did. They weren't. They didn't get enough of cutting people's heads off in the 1700s. So in 1830, they had the July Revolution, oh. which was like, "Let's revamp it."
1: I was gonna say their their royal anthem isn't just "One Day More" from Les Mis. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> It's just the whole, like,
0: streets of Paris. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> That's what I imagine. I just imagine that if I go to France, someone's going to break out into, into yeah. the Les Mis soundtrack.
0: <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of armed groups in France, like in the army. La Marseille is, like, yeah. a very big song for them. And that becomes associated with France and it's associated with the revolution. So after the July revolution, La Marseille is reinstated as the national anthem of France. And this started a trend for nations defining their national anthem. So now we have countries that are like, what a fun piece of legislation. This is fun. Let's like nail down a national anthem.
1: Like, should we decide if we're going to stop, you know, slavery today? Or should we just make an anthem? Let's just do it. Let's just make an anthem. Like, I know that slavery
0: thing has been on the docket for decades. But, you know, it's just like, I just still don't have an opinion People like
1: public hangings. People
0: love it. (laughs) And this is also happening at the time that you have a lot of wars of independence in Latin America. So Latin America is seeing a lot of democratic revolutions. And so in accordance, they are also defining national anthems. So now it's like the cool hip thing to be like, we have a national anthem. We're all doing it. So it's 1880. Okay. (laughs) Flash forward. (laughs) Canada is now a country.
1: Yeah, we are, buddy.
0: It's got like most of the provinces. We're still a dominion technically. But, you know, like Canada's like national anthem would be kind of cool. We're here. So, God Save the King was definitely a popular patriotic song, and it would be played at all the official ceremonies in Canada at being a dominion of the United Kingdom. The Maple Leaf Forever was also an incredibly popular patriotic song. Okay. Have you never heard the Maple Leaf Forever? I don't
1: know. They play it
0: at Leafs games every once in a while. Oh. You'll still hear it played. Yeah. Maple Leaf Forever. Yes, yes, I have. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, The Maple Leaf Forever was written by Alexander Muir in 1867, so okay. the year of confederation. Yeah. He was said to have been inspired to write this song by a large maple leaf tree, which stood on <laughs> his street in front of Maple College, uh, a house at Memory Lane and Lang Street in Toronto. <laughs> Where he
1: ate maple syrup on his pancakes every morning. <laughs> With his pet beaver and in his buffalo plaid, with his you know moose heads mounted to the walls.
0: It's just the Epcot Center at Disney, <laughs> the Canadian Pavilion at the Epcot Center. But
1: if we throw up a totem pole, it's legit.
0: I love that it's on Memory Lane. Yeah, oh, that's funny. And I they named that street as it's a, a Beatles joke. song. Yeah, they were just like, this will be hilarious. <laughs> So he, he wrote the song after serving with the Queen's Own Rifles of Toronto uh, in the Battle of Ridgeway against the Finnians in 1866. Okay. And the song became quite popular in English Canada, and the popularity made it alongside God Save the King the de facto national anthem of Canada. Okay. There was just one problem, though. All okay. right. Neither of these songs had French translations, nor did they particularly speak to French Canadians. So Maple Leaf's lyrics, while certainly pro-British, they're not explicitly anti-French. Okay. Um, and Muir actually revised the lyrics from the first verse. So initially, it would have been, Here may it wave our boast our pride and join in love together, the thistle shamrock rose entwined. He changed that to the lily, thistle, shamrock, rose, the maple leaf forever.
1: That's nice.
0: Yeah. So he's like, he's adding, obviously, if you don't know, those flowers get represented Mm -hmm. by European Canadians a lot because thistle is for Scotland, the shamrock for Ireland, rose for England. Lily is the French national flower. Yeah. Um, So we're adding that. And according to other accounts, this was actually the original wording that he had come up with. Oh.
1: So, you know, he's like... He's trying. He's trying. I can see, though, how the French Canadians might not feel like God Save the Queen is very inclusive of their culture.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I literally wrote in the script. I don't think I really need to explain yeah. why God Save the King was pro-British yeah. anti-French. <laughs> happy um, and
1: anti-French. Be- happy and glorious, long to reign over us. Yeah. yeah. Thank, no. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> you. The Maple
0: Leaf Forever also does make explicit reference to the defeat of the French by James Wolfe at the capturing of Quebec in 1759, which they're still a little bummed about. Yeah. So there's this like desire to create a national song for French Canadians. So the French Canadians are like, well, they have their song and we're going to make our own song.
1: Because that's what French Canadians do.
0: Yeah. They're like, we don't want you to, we don't want something with you. Yeah. We're going to make our own goddamn song. Yeah. This is our goddamn show. Yeah. (laughs) There had been some attempts at writing one as early as 1829. So, Sol Canadien, Terre Cherie, with words written in 1829 by Isidore Bedard and music by Theodore Moult was a short-lived but, you know, popular song. Enjoyed. Oh, Canada, Mon Pays, Mes Amours was composed (laughs) by Sir George Etienne Cartier. So, big, big figure. The music was by J.B. LaBelle. For the founding of Saint Jean Baptiste Society oh. in eighteen thirty four. Okay. There were other songs such as La Huron by Celestine LaVigure. Like the Lake? I think so. Like Lake Huron? Yeah, okay. like Huron, but the feminine version. Okay. So I don't know if it's referring to the people or Oh right, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And then Le Drapeau de Carillon by Octave Cremazy and Charles W. Sabatier enjoyed some popularity. You're
1: killing these French names. I'm trying my best. You're doing real good. (laughs) I
0: practiced.
1: (laughs) (laughs) However, none of these songs had
0: connected sufficiently with the general populace. In Chanson Populaire du Canada, so like a book of popular Canadian songs, Mm. Ernest Gagnon wrote Vive la Canadienne. (laughs) He wrote that... The melody of this song and that of Claire Fontaine take the place of a national anthem until something better comes along.
1: Okay, this so is it's just, just a like,
0: placeholder. I love that. They're just like, "All right, guys." Like I, I totally see him publishing that though. Like he's just like, "It's not that good, guys." <laughs> like when like a girl it would go up and like perform in your high school talent show yeah. and just be like, "I'm not even good." And then like belt out yeah. Defying Gravity. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> This is like, okay. It's yeah. like, just just though so something better comes along, this can be our national anthem, I guess. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> In 1878, the Saint-Jean-Baptiste Society of Montreal officially adopted La Clairefontaine as a national song. Okay. So he got his wish. <laughs> In a letter to the National Convention of French Canadians, which was held between the 23rd and 25th of June in 1880 in Quebec City during St. Jean-Baptiste festivities, the Reverend Napoleon Caron of Trois-Rivières diocese suggested that a competition should be held to choose a national anthem, which we love to do in Canada.
1: We love that. We
0: love like, we can't really think of a flag, so just send us some. Yeah. Like, whatever. We'll pick. We'll choose. We'll we'll make like, it a competition. <laughs> so the letter was sent on the 24th of January in 1880, asking for submissions of songs. Okay. To be like, we're going to pick a national anthem. The organizers of the festi- festival decided that there wasn't enough time to hold the competition. So on the 15th of March, 1880, a music committee was appointed to produce a song. Oh, So they're like, send us your songs. And then they're like, wait. Don't don't There's do not it yet. Enough time. Don't do it yet. We'll assemble a professional committee and then we'll make a song. Yeah. <laughs> so the committee consisted of twenty three members. Okay. Um, Ernest Gagnon was the president. Um, and a guy named Clomodir Desilet. Clomodir. Cl- literally, C L O M O M I R. Clomodir. Clomadier. Cl Nice. Was the secretary. Oh. There are a lot of conflicting accounts of how O Canada wound up being composed. Okay. So in an article in La Musique in June of 1920, Blanche Gagnon claimed that her father, Ernest, who's the president, he invited a guy named Calixé Lavallée. Kaleekse. Calixe, Love it. Uh, to compose a national song for St. Jean-Baptiste celebrations, and then he asked Judge Adolphe Basile Routhier to write the lyrics, and it was Ernest who suggested to him what the first line should be. Which was? Oh, Canada. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's... So it's this guy, Lavallée, who writes the music. He was a Montreal-born composer. Uh um, And after he was kind of like spotted in the Montreal music scene, he was hired to play in a traveling minstrel group. Um, Lavallée had been traveling in the U.S. extensively when the American Civil War broke out. Mm -hmm. And so he joins up. Like he's a Canadian, but he's like, sure, I'll fight in the American Civil War. Why not? Okay. So he joined the 4th Rhode Island Regiment in 1861, and he served until he was mustered out in 1862, after which he continued to tour as a minstrel and eventually returned to Montreal in 1863. Um, he lived in Paris for a period of time before returning to Montreal. And this time he was teaching at the Montreal Academy and working for several productions. So he's like pretty well known nice. in Montreal. Routhier, on the other hand, was born and grew up in Saint Placide, Quebec on his family's farm.
1: Mm.
0: He attended Seminar de Saint Therese and he studied law at Université Laval. He graduated and was called to the Quebec Bar in 1861, and then Routhier practiced law uh, until he was appointed to the Quebec Superior Court in 1873. So then he was Chief Justice um, for a period of time. He also ran as a conservative candidate, federal elections, but he was never elected. Oh. (laughs) And he also wrote a number of books under the name Jean Picfort. so...
1: Good for him. Yeah. So
0: he's the guy writing the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> so Blanche's account was later debunked in 1920 okay. in an article La Presse entitled The Genesis of Our National Anthem, O Canada.
1: Okay.
0: So in this article, it claimed that Routhier wrote the words first and that the lieutenant governor of Quebec, Theodore Rabatai, begged Lavalée to put them to music.
1: Oh. So he's
0: saying that this guy, like, had already written this poem, that, like, Ernest Gagnon had nothing to do with it. Okay. And it was the lieutenant governor who was like, please put these these beautiful words to song. Okay. This version of events <laughs> was long held to be authentic and was print- printed uh, in the Dictionnaire General du Canada, so, like... Basically, if you know, like, the Canadian Dictionary of Biographies. Yeah. Sort of like that. Okay. And then it was later written in a biography of Calixa Lavallée.
1: Okay. However,
0: some key pieces of information came to light in the 1970s. Oh,
1: the 70s. <laughs> what, a, what a time to be alive. What oh, a time to... What a period
0: to be writing <laughs> yeah. history. Yeah. <laughs> So they found a letter from Routhier to Thomas Bedford Richardson dated the 12th of February 1907 that was presented to the National Library of Canada in 1975 by Richardson's daughter. In this letter, written in English, Routhier declares that Monsieur Ernest Gagnon was a great friend of mine and of Monsieur Lavallée. At his suggestion, Lavallée and I agreed to compose a national song. Lavallée insisted to compose the music first, so he did, and then I made the verses or the stanzas with the metrical and the rhyme that were suitable to the music. So it's actually Blanche's original story that's more accurate Accurate. than what was revised later on. Right. In another letter to Richardson dated the 8th of January 1907 from the lawyer and politician Armand Lavergère, Lavergère? Uh, it contains Ernest Gagnon's own testimony, which agrees with this account. In the letter, Gagnon declares that he brought Lavallée's music to Judge Routhier, and as an example of the rhythm he thought the lyrics should follow, he suggested the first line, Oh, Canada, terre de nos Okay. which is the yeah. first line in the French version of O Canada. So Routhier's version of the birth of O Canada was expanded in comments he had provided to his grandson, Adolf Routhier. <laughs> which Oh Adolf very unfortunate in May nineteen twenty, shortly before his death. These notes, which were read in Parliament in June of 1980 by Senator Arthur Tremblay, explain that Routhier heard Lavallée perform the Grand Air or March Heroic at the latter's residence on Couillard Street and then wrote all four verses the following night. Okay. The notes from Routhier's grandson added that instead of being commissioned by the music committee, as some had previously stated, Lavallée, Ernest Gagnon, and Routhier took the initiative on their own because time was so short. In order to antagonize the other members of the committee, the three persuaded Lieutenant Governor Rubatay to commission Lavallée and Routhier officially to write the song. Lavallée was apparently so excited following his composition of O Canada that he forgot to sign the manuscript. Arthur Leving signed it on Lavallée's behalf and sent it post haste by messenger to Lieutenant Governor Robitaille, who asked Leving to become its publisher. So this letter is like blending the two stories. So like the lieutenant governor is involved, but just to like piss off other members of the committee, I guess, because they're like, fuck you, we went and wrote the song. And now the lieutenant governor loves it. Politics. politics. (laughs) This was supposed to be a nice, fun thing where we all get together and write a song. And they ruined it. And you guys ruined it. (laughs) So O Canada was completed in the first weeks of April, 1880. In the 17th of April edition of the Journal de Québec, it was written, At last, we have truly a French-Canadian national song. The article added that Ernest Gagnon, president of the music committee, had approved the song by Lavallée and Routhier, and would provide a run of 6,000 copies of the national song, of which 5,000 will be distributed to the public. Okay. Because that's really how you get a song popular. Yeah. You just make it incredibly accessible. Incredibly. So if everybody has a copy of it,
1: then we're fine. They'll love it. You guys are going to love it.
0: <laughs> so the first performance of O Canada took place on the evening of the 24th of June, 1880. It's just funny that we also just know. We know exactly the day. The, the day. The first time the song was performed. <laughs> it's
1: like we don't know how we got to the song, but God damn it, we know the day that it we was We know sung. when we heard it. It was performed at a banquet at the
0: Skaters Pavilion in Quebec City, which was attended by more than 500 distinguished guests. Wow! The song, under the title "Chant National," so national song, national song, <laughs> was performed by three bands. It was repeated the following day at a large reception of 6,000 in the gardens Jeez. of Spencer Wood. Six concert bands played the song twice, and for the first time, the words were heard sung by a full choir.
1: In English or French? Or in both? In French.
0: So at this point, there are no English lyrics to oh. O Canada. Two subsequent renditions were reported and reviewed very favorably. It was reported yesterday morning at the mass held in St. Roch Church. The Societe St. Cecile graciously presented the national anthem, which was composed by Monsieur Lavallee for our national holiday. And they're talking about, say, Jean-Baptiste Day. Right. They're not talking about, like, Canada Day. This anthem has a masterful character, and when sung by a great number of voices creates a most impressive effect. Our Canadian artist has been patriotically and religiously inspired by such a great festive occasion as that of the 24th of June.
1: That's a fantastic review. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're going to review so yeah. you would like. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to re- review and subscribe <laughs> to our podcast. Take a, take a listen from that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So the popularity of O Canada grew very quickly in Quebec, but the National Anthem wasn't heard in English Canada for another 20 years. Oh. In 1901, it was apparently sung by school children in Toronto. <laughs> I was going to say. apparently,
1: <laughs> It's like a kid's, in, a kid's in Quebec for the summer and comes home and starts <laughs> to sing and they're like, no, shh, no one can hear it. No one can know.
0: <laughs> I also love that we have such a good record of the first time it was sung in Quebec and we're like, apparently it was sung by some school children in Toronto. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> For the first visit of Duke of Cornwall and York, the future King George V. Thomas B. Richardson translated two of the four verses of Ruthier's lyrics. This version was published by Whaley Ross and Co. in 1906 and was also sung in Macy Hall in 1907 by the Toronto Mendelssohn Choir. Hmm. So and so these are the first translated lyrics of O Canada. Yeah. Would you like to hear them?
1: I would love to.
0: <laughs> o Canada. Our father's land of old, (laughs) thy brow is crowned with leaves of red and gold. Beneath the shade of the holy cross, thy children own their birth. No stains thy glorious annals gloss, since valor shield thy hearth. Their
1: glorious what gloss? Annals. Okay. Which is
0: uh, (laughs) an unfortunate word for like a a yearly record.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, like, uh, yeah. A-N-N. Yes, like annual. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Unfortunate. Okay. Almighty God, on thee we call, defend our rights, forfend this nation's thrall. Defend our rights, forfend this nation's thrall. Wow. Um, I am so glad those are not the current lyrics. (laughs) Richardson's literal translation of the original French text was not received well. (laughs) No. And the Canadian edition of the magazine's Collier Weekly organized a competition to find acceptable English translations. Canadians
1: love to compete. Fuck it. Anyone.
0: (laughs) Anyone send us translations and we'll think about it. Because
1: that's garbage.
0: (laughs) There were 350 submissions. Good. And the winner was announced on the 7th of August. Uh, It was Mrs. Mercy E. Powell McCulloch. What a great name.
1: That is a great name.
0: So her lyrics are a little different. She goes. O oh, Canada, in praise of thee we sing, from echoing hills our anthem proudly rings. With fertile plains and mountains grand, with lakes and rivers clear, eternal beauty doth thou dost, dost stand throughout the changing year. Lord God of hosts, we now implore, bless our dear land this day and evermore. Bless our dear land this day and evermore. That's
1: not terrible. It's definitely better. It's better than what I just heard.
0: <laughs> but McCulloch's version did not catch on widely either. Oh, okay. Many other English versions were written of O Canada, including one by poet Wilfred Campbell, the critic Augustus Bridal, and Ewing Buchanan, the bank manager in Vancouver. Oh. Whose version was promoted by the, the only
1: th- bank manager in all of the Vancouver. Only one. <laughs> Which was promoted
0: by the Vancouver Canada Club. Of course. And gained popularity in British Columbia.
1: I'm sure it did.
0: So his, his version. Oh, Canada, our heritage, our love. Thy worth we praise all other lands above. From sea to sea throughout their length. From pole to borderland. At Britain's side, where betide. Unflinchingly we stand. Oh. I love... Where betide. Where? Whatever (laughs) betide. Unflinchingly we stand. Just a bunch of drunk people at the Vancouver Canada Club.
1: (laughs) Where (laughs) betide. Just like. Unflinchingly
0: we We stand. (laughs) They're like, yes. This is great. With hearts we sing. God save the king. I love it. References them singing a different song. song. That's a bad national anthem. That's not good. Guide, then, one empire wide, do we implore, and prosper Canada from shore to shore. Okay. However, the English version that became most widely used was written by Robert Stanley Weir, a lawyer and recorder and later a judge in the city of Montreal. Written to mark the 300th anniversary of the founding of Quebec City, it was published by Delmar Music in November 1908 with an arrangement of the music by Alfred Grant Schaefer. Um, so this is like the version that we know. Okay, good. Um, I I feel like I don't need to read that one. Revisions were made to Weir's version in 1913, 1914, and 1916,
1: in and the- 2019. 2019, 1960. The revisions don't stop. The revisions don't end here, (laughs)
0: folks. (laughs) In the Common School Book of Vocal Music, published by the Education Book Company of Toronto in 1913, the original line, true patriot love, Thou dost in us command was changed to true patriot love in all thy son's command. Yes. So that's something that came out when they were trying to make the song more gender neutral is that the first version of the English lyrics uh, weren't gendered. They were. Right. It was originally oh. gender neutral. Oh, interesting. So it was originally thou dost in us command and that became in all thy son's command. Yeah. Um, this particular change was also included in a version published by Del Mar in 1914 and in all versions printed thereafter. There is no evidence as to why the change to Sons was made, although it is worth noting that the women's suffrage movement was at its most controversial around 1913. And by 1914 and 16, there was a surge of patriotism during the First World War at a time when only men could serve in the armed forces. Okay. So it says a lot about the political circumstances of the day. Right. They don't want women to have the vote and got our boys out serving in Europe. So they're like... Make it about the men. (laughs) Yeah. Further minor amendments were made to Weir's version after it was widely published in 1927. Up to the middle of the 20th century, public discussions relating to the anthem, evidenced by letters to the editor in the country's major newspapers tended to revolve around the appropriateness of the phrase stand on guard for thee, and the controversy associated with the tune's perceived similarity to Mozart's March of the Priests. So that's the other thing. Lavallée always contends that he didn't copy, but O Canada sounds remarkably similar to a Mozart piece called March of the Priests, um, which is in an opera. Um, So we also plagiarized it. Yeah. Discussion relating to the discriminatory aspects of the anthem, such as the gender-exclusive use of sons, re- began to resurface in the 1950s. Oh, okay. By the beginning of the First World War, O Canada had become the de facto national anthem okay. of French Canada, but in English Canada, the Maple Leaf Forever was still the more popular song.
1: Oh, of course.
0: However, a popular consensus had yet to be reached for English lyrics of O Canada. Oh, Okay. As liberal MP William Stevens Fielding noted in 1920, in French Canada, O Canada is sung everywhere. In the English provinces, the music is heard in our parks and our theaters, but seldom are English words sung to it. Whatever the reason may be, none of the English translations seem to have taken hold of the popular fancy. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But this would soon change. So in 1924, the Association of Canadian Clubs declared Weir's version the official version. And in 1927, it was officially published for the Diamond Jubilee of Confederation and was begun to be sang in schools and other public functions. Okay. Between 1962 and 1980, more than a dozen bills proposing O Canada be adopted as the official national anthem were introduced in Parliament. In 1964, the federal government authorized a special joint committee of the Senate and the House of Commons to consider the official status of God Save the Queen and O Canada. On the 31st of January 1966, Prime Minister Lester B. Pearson made a motion to the House of Commons, stating that that the government be authorized to take such steps as may be necessary to provide that O Canada shall be the national anthem of Canada, while God Save the Queen shall be the royal anthem of Canada.
1: Somebody with some sense.
0: <laughs> On the 5th of March 1967, the special committee unanimously recommended that the government be authorized to adopt forthwith the music for O Canada, composed by Calixa la Valle as the music of the national anthem of canada with the following notation added to the sheet music with dignity not too slowly (laughs) that's how they want it played i love that with dignity and not too slowly yeah like get it over with because
1: (laughs) and i always remember that in band that oh canada's in four four time but god save the queen is in three four time because it's like as the percussionist, there was I, I got to do the crash cymbals for "God Save the Queen." Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do love that the british i mean god
0: save the queen is like a kind of a long song but they only oh, play the yeah. first, like verse which i love that it's just like oh just get it over with yeah it's like no one wants to be here any longer than this the no. queen can't stand for the whole song so. seriously <laughs> The committee also recommended further study of the lyrics. It recommended keeping the original French lyrics, but amending the existing version of Weir's English lyrics, changing Stand on Guard, O Canada, to From Far and Wide, O Canada. So there's like a couple of little differences.
1: So they just changed some stuff.
0: And changing O Canada, Glorious and Free, to God Keep Our Land, Glorious Glorious and and free. Free. So
1: they're adding God. In the 1960s? That's interesting. Yeah. That's know. interesting. That's a choice in the 1960s. Yeah. Like people are yeah. aware
0: of diversity and inclusion a little bit. Oh, for sure. The copyright to Weir's text was passed to Leo Feist Limited in 1929 and to Gordon V. Thompson Music in 1932. However, Weir's heirs did not approve of the changes of the lyrics. And though their legal standing was questionable, the government chose to settle the matter amicably. In 1970, Why? what what was the issue? They're like, let's not fight about the national anthem. Okay. <laughs> In 1970, both Thompson and Weir's descendants surrendered their rights to the Canadian government for the symbolic sum of
1: $1. Oh god. It's like the it's like the freaking blue Nose. <laughs> $1. Uh, isn't the that cost cute? of
0: all our national symbols is $1.
1: That's it. We're really cheap. You want the sand Tower? It's yours. It's yours for $1. $1.
0: On the 28th of February 1972, Secretary of State Gerard Pelletier introduced a bill to the House of Commons that incorporated the recommendations of the 1967 committee and proposed adopting O Canada as the official national anthem. However, the bill died on the order paper. (laughs) Various subsequent bills met with the same fate.
1: Why? so
0: they're just like they just won't adopt like lyrics and that's the problem like they just like won't settle on words that's so dumb finally finally on the 18th of June 1980 a bill was presented by Secretary of State Francis Fox proposing that O Canada be declared Canada's national anthem as soon as possible in 1980 1980 1980 it's
1: like definitely sung but it's not officially our national anthem my album's 10 in 1980 or 11 like that's crazy Mm -hmm in
0: recognition of the centenary of its first performance. So the National Anthem Act was passed unanimously by the House of Commons and the Senate on the 27th of June, 1980, and received royal assent the same day. On the 1st of July, 1980, a public ceremony. Canada
1: Day. I see where they're going with this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Featuring the descendants of the people who wrote the song, the Lieutenant Governor of Quebec, the Governor General, they all proclaimed O Canada the official national anthem of Canada. Thank God. So we're finally here. But
1: we haven't made it yet.
0: This isn't the end of the story. We're not
1: out of the woods.
0: So, in June of 1990, Toronto City Council voted in favor of recommending to the federal government that the wording, our home and native land, be changed to our home and cherished land, which they thought would be more inclusive to non native born Canadians. So, like immigrants, um, <laughs> those you know. people. <laughs> and that the phrase in all thy son's command be changed to in all of us command, uh, bringing it closer oh. to the original version. Oh, OK. Similarly, in 2002, Senator Vivian Poi introduced a bill proposing that in all thy son's command be changed to in all of us command. But the bill died on the order paper.
1: And OK, so I know that that means it doesn't go through, mm-hmm. but that means that people voted against it or yeah. it just didn't get de- like it just didn't get dealt with. They're like, this just isn't important, so we're not going to do it. So
0: I'm pretty sure when it dies on the order paper, it means that it wasn't voted to be considered. Like bills have to be proposed and then they get approved at that first round and then they actually get written and like re-proposed to the House. Right. There's like three rounds before a bill gets officially approved and then it goes to the senate and it has to be approved by the senate as well okay okay um so in the following years several groups criticized the reference to god in the english version and of all the like catholic references in the french version On the 3rd of March 2010, Governor General Michelle Jean announced a plan in her speech from the throne to have parliament review the original gender neutral wording of the national anthem. Public sentiment against the changing anthem was so strong that the prime minister's office announced two days later that the plan would be abandoned.
1: Um, Oh, man. So it's been going on a while that they've been trying to get that changed. That's crazy. I had no idea. I thought that was like it's like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, like, do so it. so they did it. <laughs> no, it's that's like, interesting. People are
0: vehemently opposed to changing the national. Yeah, system, I have no idea.
1: Which had only been
0: officially like instated thirty years before this. Yeah. It's just like yeah.
1: Politics, man. <laughs>
0: On the 30th of September, 2013, the issue of reverting to gender-neutral lyrics was revived by the Restore Our Anthem campaign, headed by Senator Poy, author Margaret Atwood, former oh, Prime Minister yeah. Kim Campbell, oh, and yeah. Senator Nancy Ruth, among l- others. Little
1: girl power.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, it takes a man to actually get it changed. So, oh, fuck, I hate that. On the 6th of May, 2016, Liberal MP Moriel Belanger Who had championed the cause for years. So he's like always wanted to change the lyrics. Okay. He was, he had advanced stages of ALS. Oh. And he introduced a private member's bill. So like a private member of the House of Commons can introduce a bill as long as it's supported by someone else, I believe. And he wanted to change in all thy son's command to in all of us command. Belanger made an emotional and controversial appearance in the House of Commons in June. So he's, at this point, like, is really late stage ALS. A- yeah. So he can't stand, he can't even really talk. Ugh. Um, But he's, like, in the House of Commons in June to ensure that the bill is moved forward.
1: Damn, way to hit um, it home.
0: Yeah, and there was, like, this whole lot of stuff. Like, there was, like, conservatives, like, filibustering, like, to make, so this guy can't see his bill go through, basically. Wow. like. Horrible! Wow, it was approved as Bill C two hundred and ten on the fifteenth of June, twenty sixteen, by a vote of two hundred and twenty five to seventy four. Conservatives. Goddammit. After seven separate debates in uh. the Senate, and following Bellanger's death on the seventeenth of August, ni- twenty sixteen, so we didn't even get to see it. We didn't get to see it. He got Uh, got to see it go through Commons, but, like, never saw it approved. What a bummer. The bill passed its clause-by-clause review in the Senate on the 6th of December 2016. The final vote to pass the bill into law took place in the Senate on the 31st of January 2018 and was boycotted by all conservative members. Naturally. The change did become official, however, when the bill was signed into law by royal assent on the 7th of February, 2018. And so now we have a gender neutral national anthem.
1: Okay, to like to be completely honest, that's the most shocking part of this whole story to me <laughs> yeah. because I did not think that it was that. I I literally thought that it was one day, I, you know, <laughs> Trudeau's just in his office and he's like, huh, let's just switch that up, shall we? Yeah, it's like to me it <laughs> it makes... <laughs> It makes so much
0: sense to just have a gender neutral national anthem.
1: if you like if you can like if if the lyrics are there yeah. to be either gender neutral or not, like yeah,
0: it's like we already have a model for it. like it yeah. used to be gender neutral and yeah. then we switched it. Like
1: God save the queen. It just goes by whoever's king or queen. Yeah. like if if the queen or king is it prefers they them pronouns, then <laughs> then we cross that bridge when we come to it. What would be the like, oh, I have no idea a, a queen. I can't even. A keen. <laughs> I was gonna say a queen with a K, like K W E E N. Queen. It's RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: a drag queen. That's so offensive. Oh yeah. Not binary folk. That's that's like drag queens, right? <laughs> I seen that RuPaul. <laughs> so funny the other day wait i was driving with eric there's this like call in segment on one of the halifax radio stations yeah and it's like you they just you just answer the question you answer the question right you get ten dollars oh yeah, yeah you yeah. have a minute and like they cycle through the questions over and over again yeah <laughs> like one of the questions this it was just this like old woman and she would like oh, no. answer the questions every time she didn't know what an answer she'd go pass <laughs> pass And then they were just like, RuPaul is the host of what competitive drag queen show? And she was like, don't know. (laughs) (laughs) One of the questions was just like, oh, what was it? It was something to do with Twilight. Mm -hmm. Something to do with Twilight. I think it was like this actor became famous for his roles in Harry Potter and Twilight uh, franchise. Yes. And she was like, Pass. <laughs> Did she answer any? She got like sixty oh, dollars. So she her. got like a decent number of them, right? But then at the end of they're just like, uh she didn't know who sang um We Rise Again. Oh my like, God. Like really maritime questions. Yeah. And then eventually whatever they like the minute runs up. They're I would like, say Ew. I would
1: say the miners though. Is that right? We rise again. Yeah.
0: Uh, the Rankins.
1: It was it the Rankins.
0: Yeah. I I mean a lot of people sing it, but I think they're like who made popular. Whatever. Oh yeah. And so they like they're just like wow you got like sixty bucks. She was like
1: wow. <laughs> I was like who is this person <laughs> or the men not not the miners the men of the men of the deep men of the deep yeah that's <laughs> who I would have said saying it
0: men of the deep I think their big one is a working man oh yeah that's Rita McNeil I don't know anyways Cape Breton and Nova Scotia songs Nova Scotia is really good at killing minors I don't know if you knew that oh my god it's true like minors who work underground not like minors who are under the age of 18 (laughs) probably both to be honest Nova
1: Scotia is really good at killing those kids you know (laughs) that's why we have such an ancient population it's not that the kids aren't here we just kill them (laughs) we kill them off I was like yeah, you better tell Callum to watch out. He's almost out of the woods. <laughs> yeah, he's so close.
0: <laughs> um, I'm listening to this podcast. That's it's pretty. It's like I mean, it's like. Not a new podcast, but it's produced by Canada Land. It's called The Commons, and it's like a journalism kind of podcast. Okay. The first season, it's like episode to episode. It's a new thing. But then more recently, every season has a theme. Ah. Um, so they did the season all about real estate. Nice. And it's Really interesting. And the most recent season, the season they're doing right now, is all about mining. Ah. <laughs> so there's been four episodes. Okay. They do the Klondike. They've yep. done Westray Mine Disaster in yep. Pictou. They did uh, Bree X, which is like oh, the yeah. fake gold mine. What was the not other Spring one? Hill? No, they haven't done. They didn't do They'll Spring get there. Hill. Yeah, their probably eventually. <laughs> oh, a best, asbestos. Oh. Every episode has a shitty Nova Scotian. Of course. Every shitty, like, <laughs> lying, conniving prospector <laughs> in Canadian history is from Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. And they're literally just going through the in the Westray mine disaster, which is, like, this horrible, yeah. like, really deadly mine disaster. Like, 26 people died uh, in the, like, 1990s, I think.
1: Yeah. Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah.
0: They, like, go through. It's just, like... I'm paraphrasing, but they're like, Nova Scotia's really good at killing miners. <laughs> oh no! Like thirteen hundred miners were killed in Cape Breton mines over the course of like a hundred years. Yeah. And then they're like, in this, in the Spring Hill disaster, this many people died. It, well, multiple disasters in Spring Hill, I believe. There were like yeah. multiple mine explosions. Yeah. We've really unsafe, explosive mines. <laughs> <laughs> Visit Nova Scotia. <laughs> it's beautiful. Come to
1: Cape Breton. It's nice. People are desperate
0: and they'll just work in horrible mind conditions. Don't go there to
1: be a miner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, would highly recommend though. It's a great podcast. Yeah. And what was it called again? It's called The Commons. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Recommend. Yeah. Anyways, so that's the history of Canada's national anthem. Controversial. Oh.
1: <laughs> but cool. I liked that one. That was that was an interesting one and not at all where I expected it was going to go.
0: I want someone to like get up and just sing one of the like uh-huh. like <laughs> defunct lyrics. <laughs> They're just like, thy brow is crowned with leaves of red and gold. It's like, uh, it's like who the fuck are you? sitting down. The fuck is this time traveler? Sit down. <laughs> it's like some time traveler from the past who's like, well, that's the only version I know. <laughs> <laughs> the French lyrics, on the other hand, have barely changed. Oh, really? The French lyrics were like written and they're like, great, we nailed it. First try. Let's go. <laughs> English lyrics, though, like we can't, we don't know what the fuck we're doing.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: Quebec's like we're perfect (laughs) we're we're great
1: welcome to Quebec no notes you with Uh, criticism to be hung yeah please that's actually why that's actually why Louis Riel was hung (laughs) (laughs) he didn't like the French lyrics
0: well he didn't like a lot about Canada that's (laughs) (laughs) it's also true well, we're gonna go Christmas shopping. Yeah,
1: we are! <laughs> we're gonna go Christmas shopping, but not for each other, because we're together. Yeah. So we'll have to do that later. Yeah. But uh we're gonna go Christmas shopping and just enjoy uh the festive, you know, start of December.
0: Yeah, so we're we'll be back for a couple more episodes. I haven't really decided when our, our Christmas break will be.
1: Yeah, but, but it's our show, so So yeah, you'll we'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> we're flying by the seat of our pants, so you guys can too. Yeah. Uh, but you can come back next Wednesday for another episode. Thank you for, like, spending an hour of your time with yeah, us. Yes, we appreciate we it. We appreciate it so much. much. We'd also appreciate it if you rate and review the podcast. You can also check out our website, which is minutewomenpodcast.ca. And from there, you can get links to our social media. Um, You can also get a link to our merch store, which... Is the perfect gift for that *Minute Women* fan in your life. You still have
1: time to order before Christmas.
0: Yeah, we have merch with like our new artwork. Mugs are the best. I think the mugs are the best. The mugs are great in our store, so you can go check that out. And we'll see you next week with a new episode.
1: Bye bye.